Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. For over 400 years, the family of Jean-Baptiste Adam has been growing grapes and making wine in the Alsace. I'm with Laura Adam, the family's 15th generation in the business, to talk about how the wineries survived the turbulent history of the Alsace, how the wines of Alsace differ from the wines made from the same varieties in nearby Germany, and of course to taste some delicious wines. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditor.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditor.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Lennart. We're recording this episode at Bistro Campania in Lincoln Square in Chicago. Joining me today is Laura Adam of Jean-Baptiste Adam in the Alsace. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> in the United States, when we think about wine and our wineries... You know, 100 years old is a very old winery in the United States. Not so in the Alsace, and particularly not so with the winery your family owns. Tell me about the history of your winery. Okay. Uh, we are effectively one of the oldest wineries in Alsace. And uh, today I represent the 15th generation. 15 generations. 15th generation. My father is the 14th generation. And since uh, 1614, we make the wine in the same cellar. Uh, that since 1614? 1614. That means that since more than 400 years, actually, in the same we cellar. work in the same cellar. Wow. And especially, uh, also, we work with really old barrel. Uh, the age of the barrel, it's more than 100 years old, and it's used every year. Uh, if during one year you don't put um, any uh, wine into the barrel, then the wood will be dry. And that's why uh, since a uh, long, long time, every year it's, it's used. It. Now, the Alsace has this terrific political history. I mean, just in the last century yes. and a quarter, it's gone from Germany to France, back to Germany, back to France. Exactly. Uh, how has your family been able to have maintained the stability of one winery from the vineyards in one location from this place that had this turbulent history going hundreds and hundreds of years? Mm -hmm. How has that happened? Um, it's, it's hard for me to, to say because uh, I didn't uh, had the same life than my grandfather, for example. My grandfather is uh, still alive and he always explained me that uh, effectively it was hard uh, during the war, for example, to, to, uh, to keep the winery and uh, to continue to, to work uh, in the winery. But uh, I think that uh, each generation, my ancestor was so... Um, or I can say, uh, passionate about the wine, and uh, you always want to to work the best as possible to give the winery to the next generation. And today it's uh, amazing because my father do the same. Uh, I can see all uh, his life. He will always work hard uh, to be able to give me the the winery, and uh, it's it's all about uh, passion. And um, we we are all. Um, uh, fan of our uh, terroir, our uh, culture, and we want to keep this tradition. And even if we were uh, German or French, now we are really uh, French and uh, we are uh, proud. 
Well, it's certainly a testament to the perseverance and passion of your family to be able to maintain for hundreds of years in all this turbulence. Tell me about the wines of Jean-Baptiste Adam. What, what makes them special and what makes them unique? Okay. Actually, our wine, first of all, it's important to, to, to say that it's gastronomic wine. Since more than 400 years, uh, my family always worked with restaurants, with uh, the Eureka market. For us, it's really important to make dry style of wine, wine that you can drink uh, with food. And uh, even 100 years ago, we can, I have uh, in my house, for example, a huge uh, book. The name is uh, the Gourmet uh, book. It's, uh, it was uh, with all the order. And um, we always worked with restaurants. And that's why today we want to, to make wine which represent the terroir and also which uh, represent the style of our winery that mean uh, gastronomic style of wine, uh, fresh with uh, uh, fine acidity, uh, ripe acidity as well. And um, my, uh, my father also decided uh, since now more than 15 years to begin to work in biodynamic viticulture. And I think that it's really important today. It changed a lot our, uh, our wine. Huh? We have wine uh, with more character sometimes also different style of acidity, uh, salty flavor as well. And uh, uh, to, to show the, the terroir from our village, it's really important to work like this. How would you describe the terroir from your village? Actually, in, in Alsace, we can say that we have terroir from all over the world. It's, it's not a joke, but it's incredible. We have so different terroir and each uh, village um, will have different terroir. And for example, in our village called Amershuir, we are in the center of Alsace. Uh, most of the terroir, it's granite. granite. And the granite will give us a special uh, style of wine with always really fine acidity. Concerning, for example, the Riesling, uh, also, uh, if you age a little bit the wine, you will have uh, some minerals notes, typical from the granite uh, part of the village. And uh, uh, after we have 20 hectares of vines, 20 but, but more than different, um, more than 80 different parcels. Plots okay, of vines. Sure. That's, that means that it's interesting because we can separate the terroir to be able to make different range of wine, and each range will uh, have uh, will represent the terroir or style of wine. And all the fruit that you use, is it a state grown or do you contract fruit from other growers? Uh, both. Actually, we have our 20 hectares of vines in biodynamic, but then we also buy some grapes from a long, long time to um, wine grower of the village, mostly. And it's uh, people uh, who bring uh, the grapes every year since long, long time. And we know exactly how they work uh, all the, the year. And of course, we decide the, the date of the harvest with us because we want to manage everything uh, to be able to, to sell it with the name Adam. We only buy grapes and uh, not wine, only okay. grapes. Are the different farmers you're working with, are they growing their grapes biodynamically too or are you working with them to convert to biodynamic uh, Actually, I think that uh, to work in organic or biodynamic, you need to, to trust them. Uh, sure? this yeah. and that's why we don't want to to say to people to the people okay now you need to work in organic but we are happy to see that every year more and more wine grower come to my father or to me and say okay Jean-Baptiste Laure I want to begin in organic and of course when they 
tell us uh, this kind of things, we are happy. We said yes, uh, no problem, and we buy the grapes uh, in organic as well. But for the moment, uh, it not, it's not a, a huge part. Uh, most of the wine grower uh, who brings the grapes in our domain, um, they had two jobs. Uh, they work in the office and the weekend and during the holidays they work in the vineyard and that's why to be in organic it's not always easy uh, for sure. this wine grower but more and more wine grower um, begin also uh, to, to work in organic obviously you grew up in and around the vineyards how have you seen the vineyards change since the uh, implementation of biodynamic farming mm -hmm. it's a good question actually it changed a lot so, since, for example, 20 years, it's incredible to see that every year there is more and more uh, organic wine winemaker. And uh, when uh, I walk in the vineyard, you see there is more and more color. It's more and more uh, green, and uh, people uh, try slowly. Most of the time, they don't do organic in one year. Huh? They begin to, to leave a little bit of grass, and then uh, they begin to, to work with uh, organic treatment. And after, uh, if if everything is okay, they, they do organic. But it's, um, it's really complicated. It's not easy to be in organic because you need to be more people in the vineyard. You need to, to be more preventive. In our domain, we are lucky because now my husband works in the vineyard uh, all the day. He's always uh, with the team in the vineyard because you need to be always every day in the sure. vineyard. And in biodynamic, for example, also, we don't do treatments if the vines are um, sick. You know, uh, for the disease, for example, we, we work in preventive. That means that uh, we will use different uh, plants uh, like nettles or another plants to help the vines to be stronger and not uh, to have disease. Right. And that's, uh, that's really its most uh, difficult. It's, uh, it's more long also. You need to observe uh, the vines and uh, we do also uh, more and more things by hand, like our ancestors actually. But at the fin final, we make this because for us, 95% of a good wine, it's a good grapes. If the grapes are qualitative, if you don't have any roads, everything, then during the vinification, we will try to do as less as possible to have the, 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 a good wine. Huh? But the, the minimum is to have a good grapes, and after, the wine will be better. Now, the Alsace is a truly unique area, growing area in France. You, you put the name of the grape on the bottle, which yes. is for Americans, they love that. <laughs> you often see the names of grapes of wines that people would associate being German. Obviously, you're right there yes. on the border, but say your Rieslings and your Gewürztraminers, they're going to be quite different than those just across the border a couple yes. kilometers from Germany. Mm -hmm. how, how are they going to be different? The first thing is that in Alsace, the climate, the microclimate is unique. It's, uh, even if uh, the Germany is really close, uh, from my village, I drive uh, 40 minutes, I am, I am in Germany, but even when I see the, the vines, the vines are totally different. Because we are, for example, my village, we are really close to the Vosges mountain. Uh, we are Colmar, it's the, the main um, city uh, close to my village, it's the drier village from France. Alsace are really dry, we don't have lots of rain. 
and also the climate is really uh, different and the culture uh, are different uh, in Germany for example they don't work uh, like us uh, in Alsace it's forbidden to irrigate mm-hmm. and not in Germany uh, right. there is lots of difference of culture of work uh, in the in the vineyard the soil as well for us in Alsace we trust to our terroir and we work a lot the soil this is also really uh, important and uh, of course the 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 way uh, to make the wine uh, are also different uh, in my domain for example uh, since 400 years uh, we always made dry riesling for us it's important to keep this way of thinking to 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 keep our style and to show that Alsace wine are dry of course not for Gewurztraminer or Pinot Gris uh, it could be uh, you might need a, a little sweeter. sugar to help that acidity exactly but uh, for some uh, grape variety it's important to keep the style and uh, to show uh, the, the terroir of Alsace for example uh, our granite in our village are unique it's a, it's really a special granite and uh, even if you go in another village close to my village the, the, the taste of the Riesling will be totally different sure, sure. and that's uh, for us really important and the other interesting thing in the Alsace is that you grow a great number of different Grape varieties. Yes. It's not just, you know, in, in Burgundy we have Pinot Noir <laughs> and Chardonnay. Yes. And in the five Bordeaux varieties and a little bit of white. But exactly. in, in, in the Alsace, it's really different. Now, today we're only going to taste four of your wines, yeah. but how many wines are, are, you, are you making in total? In total, we, we have approximately uh, more than uh, 40 different cuvées. You do for, 40 cuvées? 40 different wines. But for, uh, people said, but you are crazy. But for us, it's something normal because it was always like this. And uh, maybe sometimes with my father, we say, oh, we need to reduce a little bit. Uh, but actually, it's so interesting to to uh, to make different styles of Gewurztraminer or Pinot Gris, to separate the terroir. And that's why it's so hard to to blend everything and we prefer even if it's lots of stuff it's complicated uh, we prefer to have different cuvées but uh, it's really interesting when you come in Alsace in our uh, winery you can taste uh, for example five Riesling from five different terroirs and it's really interesting after each um, range will be maybe also for different country or different restaurant it depends uh, but we like to separate everything the crew system is fairly new in terms of your family's wine mm-hmm. to, to the Alsace. How, 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 how are you working within that system and which of, how many wines are you making, Grand Cru wines are you making? Uh, everything is really um, clear. That means that Grand Cru, for example, we have 51 Grand Cru in total in Alsace and uh, everything is delimited. Huh? You don't do what you like and that means that, for example, in our uh, domain, we have uh, two different Grand Cru. Uh, the Grand Cru uh, Keforkopf, it's one of the most famous Grand Cru from our village. And then we also have the Grand Cru Vinec Schlossberg. It's another village just close to, to Amershwir. And in this Grand Cru, we parcels are delimited and uh, it's, it's easy I can say after we also have single vineyard and uh, this single vineyard maybe will become uh, premier cru in the future but uh, there's pro- no premier cru currently uh, no Alsace. for the moment no but probably in 5 or 10 years maximum we will have premier cru 
And then uh, after you can do uh, what you like for house in Alsace. You can blend uh, different uh, parcels, uh, but uh, in our domain uh, we like to to blend different parcels, but to respect uh, for uh, to respect always one terroir. For example, we blend uh, parcels from granite soil uh, together uh, to make a special range. After we will also plant uh, uh, different grape variety for our Cremant in the best terroir uh, for Cremant. We, we try to adapt actually um, the terroir and the grape variety. Aside from the Cremant, are all of your still wines single variety? Mm, almost, yes. Uh, we only have uh, one or two exceptions. We have also uh, two blends in our uh, domain. One ancestral blend, it's called Keforkov Cuvée Traditionnel. It's a um, blend from the Grand Cru Keforkov with Gewürztraminer and Riesling. And we make this cuvée since more than uh, 200 years in our domain. Oh, okay. so and it's not sort our of required idea. To make exactly. That. <laughs> it's something really traditional and we respect this tradition and it's one of the only Grand Cru in Alsace where we are able to make a blend. Normally it's forbidden to make a blend on the Grand Cru. It's oh, always wine grape variety. But because you've been doing it for so long. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Grandfathered in, so to speak. Exactly. But after, we also make some different cuvées uh, uh, more um, for the pleasure. For example, we have uh, one, uh, one cuvée called uh, Sec Si, uh, <laughs> like dry. Uh, that means dry, uh, yes. Yes. Actually, it's, uh, it's a blend with Muscat and Sylvaner. It's, mm. uh, we decided to make this cuvée to have something a little bit more modern to show a different image of Alsace. Uh, dry totally dry zero gram of residual sugar really easy to drink fruity but at the, at the same time fresh and light in the mouth and it's a cuvée that we make only for the summer uh, that's why uh, more and more also we, we try to make some blend but uh, we don't want to, to to make too much because I think that Alsace uh, it was always great variety and uh, it's it's important to keep this uh, this tradition so should we taste some wine? yes sure great what are we going to start with? <laughs> We will start with the Crémant Les Nature, our organic uh, Crémant. This is a, this is a Crémant made with three grape varieties. Uh, we have one third of Pinot Blanc, Pinot Blanc yeah. one third of Pinot Noir, and one third of Chardonnay. Same now, Chardonnay course. is only allowed in Alsace for Crémant, correct? Exactly. Not exactly. Uh, and Chardonnay, uh, for in our domain, for example, we plant every year more and more Chardonnay and Pinot Noir because it's really interesting uh, for Crémant. And uh, I like this blend because uh, each grape variety will bring something else. The Pinot Blanc brings the freshness, the fruitness. Huh? On the nose, you really feel this, uh, mm-hmm. this sort freshness. Sort of citrusy. Exactly. But underneath there, there's a richness to the yeah. The, the, actually, the Chardonnay will bring the, the richness, the, the fatness as well. And the Pinot Noir also is really important because I feel the Pinot Noir on the nose, for example, uh, the, the, some red fruit flavor as well. Uh, the Pinot Noir brings also the, the, the fruit flavor. Mm-hmm. Concerning the vinification, uh, we do like in Champagne, of course. Huh? It's method traditional. This Cremant, uh, we leave minimum 18 to 24 months on uh, the lease. This is really important. The minimum in Alsace is 12 months, but in this cuvee, for us, minimum need to be 18 to have this fine and really delicate, delicate bubble. Wow. Great acidity, 
really nice, backed up with really nice minerality, but a, a fullness to the fruit, so it's not austere or, exactly. or linear, too linear. There's, there's a nice roundness to it, a little bit of like lime zest, but with mm-hmm. both like red apple behind it. Exactly. It's exactly, uh, it's a good description. It's um, mm. uh, At the end, you really feel this fresh acidity, like apple and uh, citrus, and uh, it's exactly what what we, we like and what we expect in this kind of cremant. For example, to to speak more about technical things, we don't make the malolactic fermentation no malolactic. because we like to um, to keep this freshness, freshness and this fresh and acidity. Yeah. But it's not a green acidity. This is really important because we pick the grapes just when it's ripe and we want to keep the acidity but not uh, a green acidity. And that's why you it's, it's easy to drink as well. Yeah, and that... Not a greenness to it yeah, at all, or exactly. Not sometimes you could get like herbs. It's not herbal. Yes, no, no, no. It's it's, it's, it's about fruit. Yeah, exactly. And stone. Exactly, exactly. And the the Chardonnay are planted in the Calcareous terroir, and the Pinot Noir and Pinot Blanc from granite soil. Well, that was delicious. Yeah. So, what do we have next? Next one, Cremant Rosé. Pink Cremant, uh, this is uh, uh, one of my favorites as well for the summer or for all the year. It's yeah, really easy year, to no. drink and you always have um, occasion to open a bottle of Cremant, of course. Uh, and this Pink Cremant, it's 100% Pinot Noir. 100% Pinot Noir. Exactly. And uh, actually to have this light color, we do a really long press, minimum 15 hours okay. uh, to have the skin and the juice in contact together, to have this light color like salmon. It's, it's a very pale, pale like exa- salmon, like you said, uh, exactly. color. It's not that intense, more intense or extracted Ex- uh, rosé. Exactly. Very light, very and we pretty. like this color. Uh, it's forbidden in Alsace to add red wine as well. To have okay. the color, it's uh, rosé de saignée. Huh? That, yeah. that is from uh, from maceration. And um, this cremant, uh, it's totally different. It's more fruity. On mm-hmm. the nose, you you really uh, you really feel the Pinot Noir uh, fruits. It, it's quite a bit more floral. Ex- yeah. Also, yeah. And. I have lots of uh, strawberry, uh, raspberry flavor as well. But by no means uh, overwhelming that, again, that, that minerality. Mm-hmm. And you feel that in the mouth, it's, uh, it's fruity, but at the same time, it's brut and not too sweet. Because no. sometimes in Alsace, the Cremant Rosé can be a little bit sweet. In our domain, we prefer to make, like in Champagne, a Cremant Rosé brut, more fruity, floral, but to keep freshness and uh, not too sweet. This is really No, there's still, there's still nice acidity. But there is a, the fruit is a little richer, but by no means is it rich. Mm. It's more round than the first one, right. but it's really easy to drink, fresh, and uh, for me, it's the perfect wine by the glass for ple- for the pleasure as the aper- for the aperitif. Also, with a nice uh, dessert, if you like something fresh and not sweet mm-hmm. to finish the, the dinner or mm. lunch. This with some fresh berries and cream? Exactly. Mm. It would, it's, <laughs> we're uh, getting it's hungry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whether people believe it or not, it's getting warmer. Growing is changing. Are you finding that that's changing the quality of fruit? That uh, Not necessarily the overall quality, but the qualities in the fruit that you're bringing in. And are you doing anything in your winemaking or in your uh, 
grape growing to moderate that? Yes, actually, uh, it's, a, it's a good remark because um, we really feel the global warming in Alsace. Uh, for example, uh, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, my grandfather always began the harvest uh, in uh, end of September, beginning of October. Now, uh, since 10 years, um, we begin... It, not all the year, but most of uh, of the vintage, uh, we begin end of August, and, and even oh, sometimes uh, the twenty so of August. Month it's or six exactly. Weeks earlier. It's really, really um, earlier. We feel the difference, and also we feel, for example, now we taste the, the Cremant Rosé. Uh, we feel that the Pinot Noir is the grape variety. Uh, every year it's more and more ripe, more and more it's interesting, and um, everybody plants more and more Pinot Noir sure. because we are sure that in the future it will be a great variety that uh, we will produce, I think, uh, more and more. But uh, in our domain, uh, we, 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 for example, we produce uh, this great variety uh, more than 20 years ago because we feel that uh, the maturation uh, are better and uh, even for our red wine, the quality are really different. Uh, if you compare to 20 years ago, uh, the, the, our Pinot Noir are more ripe, the tannin are really elegant yeah. and soft. And um, even uh, some uh, winemakers begin to make uh, some uh, taste, uh, like uh, uh, plant some Syrah, Shiraz in, uh, in Alsace. Really? Yes, to That's see. That's crazy. And every year also we see the difference during the harvest uh, in terms of degrees. You know, uh, sometimes even beginning of September, the Riesling, the degrees of Riesling, it's already 12%. In Alsace, you know, twelve uh, percent. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot, and sometimes when you harvest end of September or in October, uh, you can have lots of alcohol and lots of sugar. That's why we need to adapt the vinification. We need to adapt uh, the wine process, uh, and we need to pick the grapes at the good moment to keep freshness and not to have too much alcohol. Uh, it's it's a challenge every year because uh, for our grape variety, we really feel that uh, we have more and more concentration, and uh, we need to to adapt uh, to the to our taste as well. What's the next one we have? Next one, it's uh, my favorite grape variety, and it's also the king of the grape variety. It's uh, Riesling. Uh, this is a Riesling from the range Les Natures, huh? the, the same okay. range that the first Cremont. Mm -hmm. And uh, for this range, it's only grapes from granite soil and only from the village, only from our own uh, vineyard. And uh, this is a selection of different parcels, but uh, we like to, to have a wine um, focus on the grape variety style. That means that it's really easy to recognize when you put the nose on, on, the, on the glass. Oh. It's Riesling. <laughs> Clearly. Exactly. It, it makes me happy. <laughs> it's, it's got that kind of, um, oh, this is an overused term, but I'm going to use it. That kind of burnt rubber smell. Yes. That I, that I, that I love. It just makes it so interesting. You put your nose mm -hmm. in the glass and you smell that and you just want to keep smelling it <laughs> and smelling it. It's really fabulous. And it's 2015. 
Yes, exactly. It's uh, 15. 15 was a um, great vintage in Alsace. Small in terms of uh, quantity, but it was a little bit uh, particular because it was a really hot vintage. We just uh, spoke before about the global warming, and this was a, a good example. For example, I remember uh, in this vintage, we began end of August, and it was something like 35 degrees outside, really hot. And um, to, to keep the acidity in this Riesling, uh, I remember that we harvested uh, just on the good time, not too late, uh, to make a dry Riesling. And uh, it was, uh, it's a rich Riesling, lots of, uh, it's lots of fatness, but at the same time mm. with a really fine acidity. And uh, now it's perfect to drink. We also have some uh, minerals notes. And uh, this is typical from the granite uh, soil. At the beginning, it was, uh, we had in this Riesling lots of citrus flavor. I remember it was really like yellow citrus, layer lemon. And now we really feel the terroir. We feel more the, the stone, the minerality uh, from the granite. There's a little lemon there still. It's not mm. gone, but it's not intense by any means and really complex. And this is clearly a food wine. Mm -hmm. For sure. This wine screams for food. The acidity is so nice and bright. For me, this is the best uh, with um, uh, fish, uh, with seafood, for a salad, white meat. It's really a wine that you need to enjoy uh, most uh, with food. Yeah. Of course, me, I, I like also for aperitif, but it's yeah. bizarre. I'm, it's uh, because I'm, I'm producer. Maybe. There's a nice, there's a nice, uh, <laughs> but it's a food wine. Yeah. Behind the fruit, there's a nice savory note that takes over. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It makes it just so complete and interesting. Mm -hmm. and this is delicious. And I don't know if you feel it, but also we have some salty flavor. At the end of the mouth, me, I really feel this, uh, this salty flavor. Oh, yeah, there's some salty that comes yeah. through, like, like you said, right at the end. Yeah, exactly. And this is also because we work a lot the, the soil, and uh, we have more and more this minerality from the soil. The last wine is Riesling as well. But this is a Riesling Grand Cru, uh, the Grand Cru of the village uh, called Kefourkopf. This is uh, uh, one of the best cuvées from the domain. It's a really small production. It comes from two parcels of vines. One parcel, uh, the age is 55 years old. 55-year-old vines? Yes. Okay. And the second parcel, it's 60 years old. Oh, okay. Really old vines. And the roots go, uh, because we are in organic and biodynamic, the, the, the roots of this parcel are really, really deep in the soil. Sometimes it can go to f five meters. Uh, yeah, under the, the soil. And you will see that the, um, the the texture of this wine will be totally different. This is 2012. Exactly. So the, the color is a little, a little older. Exactly. It's a little, a little uh, deeper color. Exactly. It's lost it's, that greenness. Yes, it's a really nice color. Uh, it, it's, it's a little bit with gold. Um, oh, again. That and again on the nose. Oh it's yeah, that wonderful Riesling smell. Exactly. Just, I want to keep my nose in the glass. <laughs> you have more. Uh, it's a little bit more complex on the nose. Also, you have some even some exotic notes, but really delicate huh? exotic notes. Yeah. And lots of um, yellow, uh, yellow citrus as well. Huh? Uh, 
a little bit of grapefruit flavor really as well. Really complex and interesting. And Kefirkopf, it's it's one of the most famous Grand Cru in Alsace, mm. and uh, especially for Riesling as well, because it's uh, you will, in in the mouth, it's really large, it's really complex, but at the end of the mouth, the acidity has really are really high. Beautifully balanced, though. There's there's a richness to it, but it's elevated by this nice acidity. There's exactly. a nice fruitiness to it, exactly. but it's backed up by minerality, mm-hmm. and it's all within balance, all very beautiful. Exactly. This is for people who love the Riesling, for people uh, who are fan of Riesling. It's, it's a more complex style of Riesling. Maybe also, if you compare to the first Riesling, it's, the, it's a Riesling that you will enjoy more with a, with a rich food, like a fish with a cream sauce, mm-hmm. or a nice risotto, or, or even... Uh, in Alsace, we like with a traditional um, uh, dish uh, with uh, lots of meat, you know, like pork. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really interesting with uh, our rich uh, food from Alsace. But also, uh, when you drink uh, Riesling uh, like this, uh, it's nice with um, a goat cheese uh, because yeah. it's a Riesling with lots of complexity, but with a fresh goat cheese, uh, mm. it's, it will be also really interesting. No, this is, yeah, this mm-hmm. is fabulous. This has everything I want in Riesling. <laughs> <laughs> and again, really long in the mouth. And again, this um, this uh, salty flavor uh, after some uh, some years, uh, it's really interesting as well. Yeah, it's beautiful wine. And this will continue to age beautifully for oh, a long time. For this more is, than 20 years, no problem. You know, easily. Oh, yeah, easily, yeah, easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a wine that you have to drink right away like so many wines are you you know you drink them young and fresh this is not that no no no. you can drink this now and it's beautiful but with a little bit of patience you'll be paid off exactly i totally agree (laughs) laura adam of uh, jean baptiste adam thank you so much for your time wines are delicious it was great to hear the amazing history of your family's winery it was a pleasure having you on the show thank you very much For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpourpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Pour with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Pour with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Pour. This has been The Honest Pour with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. 